0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com welcome to the connection a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring courage and change right here in Connecticut listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMatis Lapore and
1: Anne Baldwin. And welcome everyone to another edition of The Connection. I am one of your hosts, Anne Baldwin, president of Baldwin Media, and it's so great to have you all along with us again on this Sunday morning.
2: And I am Lisa DeMatis Lapore, CEO and president of The Connection. Good morning folks, welcome to the show
1: yeah it's a great morning spring has sprung the tulips are out and i think people are in her, in a better mood but um you know we've we're getting a lot of feedback from our listeners and so we really appreciate hearing from all of you and again i just want to give out my information if you have any show topics or you know any concerns or you want to just like reach out it's ann ann at baldwinmedia.net that's ann at baldwinmedia.net and we've got a real special guest today that Our wonderful um, radio producer, Beth Connor set up, and that's Mayor Dan Drew. And, Mayor, we want to welcome you to the program. Welcome.
0: It's great to be here with you. Thank you for having me. How are things in Middletown? Everything's going great. Uh, We are in great shape. It's a beautiful day and uh, thrilled to be here with you.
1: Good. So, you know, i got to tell you, uh, Mayor, back to my Channel 30 days, one of the assignments that we always kind of cringed at is when they said they were going to send us to Middletown you know didn't really want to go there just it was just kind of in a in a funk in know in a weird spot you know and some strange things in my mind were going on there but I gotta tell you I go back to Middletown all the time now it's really become like a destination location for me as far as like restaurants go and nightlife and shopping you have really done an amazing job turning that town around I gotta tell you well
0: I really appreciate that and I I, I wouldn't uh, claim sole credit for it there's a lot of people that have been involved over many years, you know, our, our Chamber of Commerce has really uh, been a wonderful partner for us. Uh, the city workforce is great. I think the people of the community really kick in a lot. Uh, nonprofit organizations uh, like The Connection and others work really hard with us, and uh, of course we've got, uh, you know, some really dedicated common council members that have been involved in economic development for a long time, like Jerry Daly, who chairs the Economic Development Commission, and our Deputy Mayor, Bob Santangelo. So this is really a team effort, and I think we pride ourselves on the fact that one of the reasons that we're successful is we're able to bring everyone's talents to bear. And that's, that's really so what gets you to a place uh, like where we are right now.
1: Well, you know, and, and to bring up one of the hot topics that's, you know, been in the news recently, and that is the, um, the city of Hartford getting, getting bailed out. Um, you know, as a mayor of a town who, like you said, with the support of your community and community leaders have really turned yourself around, what is your opinion on that? What do you think about that? Was that the right thing to do? I don't think it
0: was um you know I I, I really uh, have been reticent to get involved in in anything having to do with with any other municipality um, but since since you asked I'll answer Good. I think the you know the degree to which the degree to which uh I'm interested in this really comes only in terms of, well, I mean, as a taxpayer personally, but even more than that uh, in terms of the the state aid that we receive, and, you know, we've handled our finances very well. Um, We've cut taxes a few times. but We've had to increase them a few times to make up for the loss in state revenue, and, of course, when you're dealing with a regressive local property tax, that's the structure that you have to follow just to keep up with your basic expenses. Um, It's been many years, as I understand it, since, uh, the mill rate has moved in Hartford, and, uh, you know, um, while business, I believe, is assessed at 70% uh, in the range that, uh, you know, businesses are around the state, I think residential uh, property is assessed at a much lower rate, which makes me wonder if uh, the amount of money that a gross tax bill would change by in Hartford versus in Middletown or in, Manchester or West Haven or New Haven or bridgeport, and I know the the mayors of both of those communities spoke out about this last week. Uh, makes me wonder if if our taxpayers uh, are are being asked to bear a greater burden than taxpayers in another city and, and that that's what concerns me about it. Um, you know I just released my uh, my annual budget proposal to the city council, and one of the problems we have to contend with is that our state aid is down by about $8.44 million uh, from the previous year. And, you know, th- it, when everybody's in a position like that, uh, I understand. Uh, but it is frustrating when um, the rest of us are, are paying for, for one community. And I, I understand a lot of the arguments that have been made about ensuring that Hartford is not is in a stable position and a healthy position, um, but I, I guess I'm, I would love to know more at some point about, you know where things are and uh whether this is whether this is necessary and um you know not to belabor it too much but when our when our taxpayers here are having to pay more that's where i that's where i get concerned about it
1: right i mean you have to look out for your own local community and, and you know you got to look out at the welfare of the state too but you know it's just in my opinion been so mismanaged the city of hartford you know the current administration isn't necessarily to blame but um you know previous administrations and you're right there's just it's got to be fixed I mean if we don't have a capital city that's worth a crap you know what good is our state so you know again you know it's also an opportunity I would think for Middletown to you know you're gravitating you know towards those kind of centers and towards those t- kinds of people that have figured out how to do it and you know you talked to mayor a little bit about the cut to to aid and, and does is not it isn't it doesn't it ring truly said that when there's cuts to city aid and there's cuts to services like are offered um, by The Connection, that also impacts the community.
2: Oh, hugely. Especially, you know, we are located in the community, as you know, uh, Mayor Drew. Mayor Drew, thank you, has been really supportive of, of our programs and we're really happy to be there. But of course it does, because all of our clients are from the community, they're going to go back to the community, they're making changes, but with la- if there's lack of funding and lack of services, that creates a problem for everyone in every community statewide, not just Middletown, but the entire state
1: so mayor can you talk a little bit about you know the connection and the connection that they have to your community and what you've seen from i would say sitting in your office but we know you don't do that very often but you know what do you see as the impact that you know the services that they offer to families in your community and how that's benefited everybody
0: well we work closely with the connection on a variety of issues we work in conjunction with them in the chamber of commerce and they're really there for us as a partner on supportive housing issues and substance abuse. Issues. Uh, they worked with us and provided us some space with planning for the uh, Ur- uh, Urban Cities Challenge Grant. Um, so we have, a, I think, a, a long and in-depth relationship uh, with the connection that, uh, you know, sort of uh, really goes beyond just being familiar with their work but involves partnerships.
2: I agree. Well. We've been really blessed. I. Um had this amazing we've had this amazing opportunity to work with um, the mayor dan and his office and the chamber with regard to um, the new grant award from working cities grant and i have to tell you mayor drew what an honor it has been to work at the connection for over 25 years in middletown and thank you so much for the way that you and your administration have has impacted the community, I think it's been pretty uh, – it's been stellar. And the support that we get from everyone in the community is very different than any community we've ever worked with. It's very tight-knit. These are people who are so committed to that community to do really good work and make massive changes with a very active mayor. I mean, everyone knows you, um, Mayor Dan, but he's, you know, you're everywhere. You're involved in all types of things. It's sort of, it's not just sort of this man, this figure in a building. Mayor Drew is really involved in, in all that we do, and its it makes the community extra special, and it makes you want to work even harder when you're in that type of community. it's oh, very kind. Thank you.
1: And, and you're very approachable, too. I mean, you're the kind of guy that I, I you know, you see, see him on the street, you could go up and say hello because you are approachable and you do care and you've got that, that one-on-one relationship with people from all different walks of life. And I, I think that's very, very evident. So um, you had aspirations for higher office. So what does your political future look like? Because i got to tell you personally, I'd love to see you. I mean, I, I know you're doing great where you're at, but I love, your, I love the way you think. I love your approach. I love your ideas, and I'd like to see you get into a spot where you can really, you know, kick butt and take names.
0: Oh, it's really nice of you to say. I, you know, I, who knows what the future, uh, what the future holds? I, I just don't know right now. And, you know, it didn't work out this time, but maybe in the future, maybe not. Oof, I just don't know it, uh, at this point. But, what, you know, what drives me and what's driven me since I've been here? is uh, the, the opportunity to make change in people's lives that's mm-hmm. positive and that's substantive. And it doesn't come without its difficulties. You know, a lot of the, uh, the most significant problems I've had since I've been in this office have been beating back an old-school patronage culture, and some of that still exists, and, uh, uh, you know, trying to do the right thing. And, and I, I've prided myself on not taking the path of least resistance And that's what I'll continue to do in in this office. And, you know, my my goal right now and whatever the future holds uh, for me or for anyone else is just to do right by the people of this community because they're the ones to whom I swore my oath.
2: Amazing. And, you know, I think I – let me say I completely understand where you're coming from. (laughs) And that is a very difficult – you do it with grace, Mayor Dan, but it is a very difficult – thing to battle um, and you know just thank you again for what you do day in and day out.
1: And it's one of those things too as you know you I am assuming don't consider yourself a career politician right? No. No. And that's what's refreshing to me is you just said it you know taking the road of uh, not necessarily least resistance but doing what's right for the community because I've seen so many people in politics get overcome and overwhelmed by politics itself and whoever shouts the loudest or, you know, that, that vocal minority that wants what they want for themselves. And you can't give into that. And you've got to have thick skin. You know that, Lisa, as CEO of The Connection and dealing with state agencies and, and partnering with other, you know, other like um, agencies is that you've got to be tough. You've got to stand your ground to do ultimately what's right for the people. And I believe Middletown is a perfect example of where you can see that I believe because people are getting the services that they need for themselves and their families there's a change in culture in Middletown and where did those people go they're not back out on the streets where are they today.
2: We're very lucky to, not just the connection, but other amazing org- nonprofit organizations and other organizations that are in Middlesex County that are, that are our partners. And so we're grateful for, you know, Middlesex United Way and other programs that are there. And so we're part of sort of this large pie. We're a piece of that pie, but we, all, we do it together. And I think that's what makes Middlesex County and Middletown so unique is because there is a partnership, and it's not about it's the way I only I know how to do everything everyone when I go to these meetings and Mayor Dan is there and we're all sitting at the table everyone wants the best for the community what is the right thing to do and it's not about I do it better than you it's how together as a whole group who care how are we going to get these things done and that's why things get done because of that and that is rare that doesn't exist everywhere Mm -hmm. that's right usually it's
1: people with their own agendas so, Mayor Drew, let me ask you, what's keeping you up at night these days? Not much. <laughs> I, uh,
2: <laughs> his children, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> his I'm beautiful very good children.
0: At, oh, thank you. They're, they're sweet. Um, they, they, they do keep me up, but for different reasons. <laughs> um, no, you know, I don't, I don't stress about too much, um, but the challenges that we're facing right now, are really uh, related to the state budget and some of the difficulties of the uh, the state's finances now i we've we've built up reserves and we are able to withstand some of the changes but it, it's not easy and uh, that's really I think the, the biggest challenge for a lot of municipalities around the state add that add to that that the statutory structure in connecticut is is there's really no better word than Byzantine. Um, Connecticut functions in a way that, and I've said this for a long time, long before I ran for higher office. I said it during my campaign, and I've said it since. Uh, this state runs in a way that was designed for and worked well in a very different and bygone era. And uh, we do things in ways that are deeply regressive, and we ask municipalities to fund uh, all of their operations, or at least most of their operations, through regressive local property taxes. and We foist greater and greater responsibilities on them, and we segment different parts of municipal responsibility in a way that drives costs tremendously. You can only go so far, and you can only be so successful when things are working that way. So what Connecticut needs, I think, um, is a wholesale change to the way that we do business, and in particular, to the structure of the local property tax. And until that happens, a lot of these problems that we have will be persistent. They're perennial problems because we uh, we keep doing the same thing in terms of our funding structure, and you just can't make a great deal of policy change except on the margins without changing the fundamental funding structure. And so, th- does it keep me up at night? No, but is that the source of a lot of the problems that we have uh, here and in other parts of the state? Yes, and I think that's, you know, the hard part is figuring out how to kind of Tap dance around those problems so that you can successfully uh, serve the people that you're there to serve.
1: Well, you know, and I, I I'm involved a lot with um, with schools, with the Connecticut Association of School Superintendents and uh, boards of education, and you know, I think there was, you know, for a moment, in my opinion, there was a there was a moment of well, this is a good thing. People came together, they tightened things up, they maybe you know shared services, worked more collaboratively. I know what the connection you work with other agencies and people realize some savings in dollars but you can't keep squeezing these people you know you can't there's no more fat on the bone here and and so I see exactly what you're seeing because you know municipalities If people only knew what's really going on in their community you know the the bucket just keeps getting you know more and more dry and there's not enough to go around but my point is too and and I'm hoping that there's some hope with a new state treasurer. Because I think that's where if people only realized the reality of our bond rating and all these pension funds and what they, how they haven't been paid attention to, you know, if people only knew what a big problem we were in, we'd all be up at night.
0: Well, those are deep and, and long-standing problems. I think they, they certainly, um, you know, precede any any current office holders of either party. They're, they're long-term, deep problems that have existed for a long time. And, you know, it, you can kind of only put so much on the credit card before your your minimum principal payments. And, right. You know, and that's kind of where the state is now. So, you know, it, it's a Bit of a, of a not a bit. It's a very difficult mathematical problem to solve because the state's made a tremendous number of commitments to a lot of people who worked very hard and who earned the right to a, a good retirement and never put away the money for it. I mean, imagine if you spent your entire adult life and never saved a penny. Um, you could keep working if you wanted to, and you would be okay for yourself. But imagine for a second if if you had to retire, if you were responsible for other people. That's the position the state's in, if you extrapolate it out. Um, the state has a lot of people that are relying on it and just never put the money away. And I'm, I'm talking, we're going way back, mm-hmm. way before anybody uh, who, who's in office now. And, you know, to his credit, Governor Malloy has made a, 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 an effort um, successfully to fund a lot of those liabilities moving forward at, at the reasonable rate. The problem is catching up is the hard part. And so, um, you know, it, this is why I said I think there there needs to be wholesale, wholesale, systemic change in order to make this work because if you look at the pension funds and if you look at the uh, the liabilities that the state has in the long run, well, you can't handle those responsibilities without Uh, changing the way that that you fund things and without fundamentally restructuring. And, of course, you can't do that without altering the existing tax structure because the existing tax structure puts the disproportionate share of the burden on low- and middle-income people and lets the very wealthiest people off with a much lesser burden comparatively. I think that's a big problem in the way that our system is structured in the state. That's a point that I've made for many, many years, and I think that's something that we're going to have to address if we're going to be serious about... Uh, taking care of these these liabilities in
1: the long run well I don't know I don't know how how that's gonna fly on this radio station but we can agree to disagree on that you know I I had no intentions of turning this into a political discussion but I guess that's kind of where it went so you know it's interesting um, mayor drew because we just had a woman on this program who you know like most people fell into that dark hole of addiction um, lost her four children into DCF custody And because of the services of the Connection, fast forward, she's now, you know, got a, she's in the assisted housing program through the Connection in Fairfield County, by the way. And she's working and her kids are doing well. And I guess, you know, that's one of those things you talk about, you know, proven results. People, you know, we can, we can throw money at it all day long, but do these programs work? And isn't that really the core of a strong community? Like having services like the Connection to treat not only the individual, but the entire family?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you can't, one of the reasons I like The Connection so much and other organizations that work in the way that they do is because they understand the holistic nature of the service they're delivering. So if, if I'm The Connection and I'm, I'm helping somebody, let's say, who has substance abuse uh, challenges, well, you can't, you can't really help that person, uh, even if you put them in treatment, unless you're ensuring that their family is taken care of, particularly if you're talking about children, True. unless you ensure that they have a place to live first and foremost, unless you ensure that, you know, they're getting a more nutritious diet or they have an opportunity to work and to become self-sufficient. All of these things are intertwined. And if you address just one of them, the rest of the thing falls apart because That's human right. beings are systems, it's, you know. And if you don't take care of the system... Um, you only take care of one part and the other part languishes, well, it's going to be a problem. So, you know, they understand, I think, that all of those elements have to come together well in order to, to help somebody uh, towards the path of self-sufficiency and success, and, and that's what they do. And, you know, that, that's what I think is missing from a lot of conversations about, um, you know, not to get too political, but, you know, when we talk about these types of programs and why they're important and why funding them is important, the cost of not doing this stuff is Absolutely. far greater in the long run than just doing it right. And doing it right means taking care of every piece of it, because otherwise you're just spending a little money now, uh, you know, just to just to do more later when there's more damage. And, you know, exactly. we're talking about people here. And that's that's got to help people uh, become self-sufficient so they can live productive lives of their own. And that's really the long-term goal, I think, for any municipal government or for an organization like The Connection.
2: True, because what we're doing is we're stopping generational cycles of abuse and you're stabilizing the entire family and so that those children and other folks that are in that family unit are also becoming successful. So that's really the beauty of having a whole systems treatment with wraparound case services and you know having people back in the community that are all giving back, right? Doing good in school, being an example to other students in school, you know succeeding, getting jobs, local community. We have a lot of programs in Middletown. A lot of of our clients, uh, you know, go to Middletown, live in Middletown, are there, and have been really productive citizens and are really happy to be there. So um, Mayor Dan, a question for you. What are some exciting things that are um, happening? I mean, I know there's a lot, but what are some of the exciting things that are happening right now in our community in Middletown that um, you'd like our listeners to know about?
0: Well, some of this is kind of bland, but it is really important <laughs> in the long run. We have a AAA bond rating, again, for the third year in a row. Our, our growth economically was 3.5% over last year, 3.52% actually. We were rated as having a very strong economy by Standard & Poor's with very strong management uh, all around. Uh, we have tremendous business growth in the community. There's a lot of interest in riverfront redevelopment. We have new companies moving in. We just celebrated yes. uh, a couple of months ago the the Three new uh, tech companies in the downtown um, in the aerospace field, we have interest in building on some properties downtown that are going to be vacant soon we 're doing a lot of infrastructure investment um, we 're in the latter half of uh, sewage excuse me a sewer pump station project that 's going to enable us to open up and develop our riverfront. We're in the middle of a $34 million parks bond where we're renovating every single park in the city, and we're going to be building a new middle school soon. Um, FedEx Ground is on the verge Mm -hmm. of opening their new Northeast Distribution Center, which uh, accounted for a quarter of the economic growth that I just mentioned in the last year. And uh, we have a community that's on the move with a very strong economy and a lot of prosperity, uh, very low unemployment, and uh, wonderful quality of life.
1: You know what? I think I'm going to put a for sale sign outside of my home today and move to Middletown. You
0: should. We'd love to have you.
1: <laughs> you know, that's great. And, and I think the other thing that I've noticed about, too, um, Mayor Drew, is that, you know, I've had the opportunity to come in there and video you, um, put you on camera for a video that we did for the connection. And you know about these programs. You know some of these people that have gone through these programs. You come and you help celebrate their successes, and you're really part of – of knowing what's going on within these organizations not just the connection but so many other ones and and I think that's missing I think that's missing with a lot of uh, leadership and a lot of folks in government because you know you've really got to be a partner in this because your community can't grow and thrive and do what you're doing today if you don't have you know productive taxpaying members of your community to help support that so I you know I give you a lot of credit for the way that you lead and the way that you um, really participate in your community and in the events and, and care about the programs and the people there. That's, it's, it's really kind of unique. Thank
2: you. It really is. It really is unique.
1: Well, we want to thank you for, um, for being part of the program. Anything else you
2: want to leave, leave our listeners with before we cut you loose and let you get back to work? I would love for everyone
0: to join you and to move here.
2: <laughs> I lived in Middletown for probably seven years, and I loved it. Yeah. I did. I moved there because when I was working at the, in the beginning of the Connection, and I loved living in that community.
1: Oh, well, maybe I'll look at, if not, my, if not my house, maybe my business. So we'll continue that conversation.
0: I would love to talk to you about it. All right. Well,
1: I always like to say this, and I mean it really in this case, continued success. Mayor Dan Drew, thank you so much for being on the program. It's appreciated. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Have
0: a wonderful day. Thank, thank you. Too.
1: So, you know, we just heard, and uh, it's just so nice. And I, I can imagine as a business and as a CEO of the Connection, to have that kind of support within you know the mayor's office within the chamber within the entire community isn't that half the battle
2: that's huge I do I know so many of those folks that are in those municipalities in Middletown on a first-name basis and have worked with them for many many years and they've been really solution focused and have assisted us in, in our growth of, of our programs and endeavors and unique things that we've done, and I think that that's really special. You know, you can pick up a phone and call. They call you right back. They're Mm -hmm. there. They're supportive, and so it's just a very tight-knit community that you really feel a part of, and Dan Drew has done a wonderful job.
1: He really has. It's, it's, I think it's, you know, kind of one of those blessings that he's still going to be there for a while because he's got so many irons in the fire and so many projects that are not in the planning stage, but really being expedited.
2: And FedEx is such a huge coup for Middletown. The plant actually is located right next to our um, corporate office building. And we've had an opportunity from the beginning, again, as part of a community where we had, you know, monthly meetings with how this was rolling out, how was FedEx rolling out, how is it going to affect the traffic, how is it going to affect the community, how are things going to work. We've met all the folks from, from FedEx, and they are already have been integrated as part of the community, right? So, I mean, I think that that's been, you know, really special. If People had concerns about, you know, how was that going to impact things. They didn't just
1: move in and say, figure it out. Plus, you know what else? I would say the majority of FedEx drivers are really cute.
2: she always goes there
1: (laughs) they are you know my FedEx guy and my UPS guy they're like so cute. It's like I've I've even thought about like let's start a star little sitcom with the UPS and the FedEx guys. They could write their own books though, because I talked oh, to sure. them. Oh, they see it all, man. They, I bet they do. They see it all. So you're gonna have some cute FedEx guys <laughs> and women, you know, driving around the neighborhood. So it's so exciting and I and I appreciate the fact that he took the time to come on here because I know you guys have a great strong relationship and um but it's nice to give kudos to people who support organizations like the the connection. Is people will pick up the phone or pick up the paper and you know gravitate towards the negativity. But I believe in reinforcing good behavior and giving people kudos where they're deserved, even though I didn't agree with all this politics.
2: Well, you know that's all right. But that's he right. he's he's been a really you know active mayor, and he came in. Um, with a lot of things that he's still challenging and had to challenge, and he's really like you know done the best that he can, and I, that's no easy. It's no easy task, mm-hmm. you know. If you look at um, you know one of my uh, beloved, be- our beloved Tony Harp in New Haven, and you know here's a woman who also you know was at you know uh, head of the appropriations committee who was very involved from always and if we're in the New Haven community and really cared about the you know New Haven community and while I miss you very much mayor harp um, not having you up at the legislative office building but you know the impact that you know the things that she's doing in New Haven is pretty amazing so these are you know these are unique people that, you know, run these towns throughout our state. No easy task. You know a lot of the other mayors Mm -hmm. um, on a personal level. And I give these folks a lot of credit. It's not easy, especially with all the things that we're facing in the state and also in the community.
1: Absolutely. And a big shout-out to our our mayor, Aaron Stewart, now running for governor here in New Britain where our offices are held. So we want to thank everybody. This has gone by so quickly today, it seems like. Time flies when you're having fun. But yes, it does. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. So.